Yes, amen. So welcome this morning. Those that are watching on YouTube, uh, we're at New Heart Worship Center here in Aurora, Illinois. This is our first service, Sunday service uh, in 2020. And uh, we're going to begin to uh, <clears throat> release a prophetic word that God has spoken <clears throat> to us over the nation, what the body of Christ is doing, what he's doing. I started a, a, a teaching Sunday before last, uh, uh, well, last Sunday I did the, the first five years of the decade of 2020 to 2025. I didn't finish. Uh, maybe next week I'll get a chance to finish 2026 to 2029. Just an overview of what's, what's transpiring in the earth realm. God said he does nothing in the earth unless he reveal it to his servants, the prophets. And so as uh, God has been revealing to me, uh, he's been waking me up uh, in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep last night. The Holy Ghost was all in my feet, all in my legs. You know, when the Holy Ghost gets on you, you can't, you can't, you, you, you can't rest. You know, you get up. And uh, the other night I had to get up and go downstairs because I just couldn't sleep. Was, I went back, went, I got up and sat downstairs to about 2.30 in the morning. I said, Lord, what are you doing? You know, so the anointing is going to get strong. So I call this message the anointing of freedom. The anointing of freedom, the oil of fire in 2020. Uh, God wants us free. He wants his church free. He wants his saints free. He wants his children free. He wants everything about you free. Uh, I, like, I'm, I'm sort of saying like uh, we spent the last 10 years, most of us here, uh, playing in the wilderness. You know, you, you didn't mess around in the wilderness, went through a lot of stuff, did some stuff, wasn't supposed to do some stuff, playing with the jackals, the scorpions, and serpents, and everything else. Uh, now it's time that we're coming out of the wilderness, and we're going into the land of plenty, the land of more than enough. And so Romans, I'm going to start off with Romans chapter 8, verse 5. It says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. If you don't have the scripture, the scripture is up on the overhead there. You can look at the scripture. You don't have your Bible with you. But we have not received the spirit of bondage. Bondage is slavery. Bondage is to serve as a slave. And we need to begin to understand that we need to receive the spirit of adoption. Uh, and the people that are addicted and bound need to understand there is a spirit of adoption where you don't have to stay bound any longer. One of the first things to do to get broken from chains and soul ties and everything is you got to come out of agreement with it. You got to come out of agreement with what you're doing and not what you're doing. Romans 6, I'm just laying a foundation. Romans 6, verse 16 says, Know you not that whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, rather of sin, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. There's the only one, too. Either you're going on one side. Or you're going on the other side. Either you're going to go to death or you're going to go on to righteousness. There's no middle ground. Some people seem to think. And we got a lot of Christians that seem to think that I can be in the world and I can be in the church at the same time. It don't work that way. Because if you get caught or Jesus comes back and you're in one or the other, guess where you're going? You're going to the world side. You ain't going to God's side. Say, he that is unrighteous, let him be unrighteous still. He that is a, a filthy, let them be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be right. He that is an alcoholic, let him be an alcoholic. He that is a drug dealer, let him be a drug dealer. When Jesus said time is out, time is over, that's whatever you're in, that's where you stuck at. Verse 17, but God be thanked. 
that you were servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine that was delivered to you. Being made free from sin, you became servants of righteousness. So when we give our life to Jesus Christ, he takes us out of the camp of darkness and he brings us into the camp of righteousness and light. He, he, he rescues us out of the pits of darkness. And if you can remember or you can go back to where you were before you got saved, how bad a state you were in, now you can, now you can appreciate uh, what God did. Because I mean the devil was telling me I was never going to get free. He had me beat. He had me down. He was choking me. He was punching me, Robert. He was, he was giving me dope, making me take that dope. He was making me drink that alcohol. I mean, he had me chasing them women. He had me doing all that stuff. I didn't do none of that stuff. He had me doing it. Amen. <laughs> but the Bible says, how can two walk together? At least they agree. So I must have been in agreement with some of that stuff that was going on. So you had to come out of agreement with it. Verse 19 says, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. See, this flesh can't go to heaven. This flesh wants it when it wants it, when it wants it, and how it wants it. But you got to bring it under subjection. Because the infirmity of your flesh, for as you have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness and to holiness. You've got to make up in your mind to yield to God and re stop resisting uh, uh, the Lord and resist the devil. For when you were the servants of sin... You were free from righteousness. So when we were in sin, we didn't care about going to no church. We didn't care about God. We didn't care about anything. We were enjoying ourselves. The flesh was having, a, so to speak, a good time until we woke up in the morning with a hangover. But the flesh took us back out and we did it again. You know, you got to hit. Well, you got a hangover. You better get, you got to get some of that, uh, get some of the head of the dog that bit you and then go get you a drink. I stayed drunk on the weekends. I was a weekend drunk, a drunkaholic. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And it's amazing how you can get hooked into the hooked into in, even into the alcohol. So we break the the bands of alcohol. Uh, I remember I was in my senior year in high school, and we had the class picnic, and they gave me some orange juice with vodka. I didn't know no better. I was just we was out being free. Boy, did I get drunk! I was throwing up on the L. I had to take the L from Thatcher Woods. <laughs> they were trying to hold me up and they took me to my house and left me in the hallway and ran <laughs> and from that day I drank for 20 years from that day I drank for 20 years some people are susceptible to alcohol some people take a drink don't bother but from that day on I began to drink old granddad I drink vodka and gin and Sneaking my mama's orange Tommy and <laughs> who took my bottle, Tommy? And, you know, well, Romans six twenty one. What fruit have you done with those things whereof you were ashamed? For the end of those things is death. 
but now being made free from sin and become servants of God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So there's a wage, a payday for sin. You're going to pay it one way or the other. Satan's going to exact everything that you own to him. So you have to prepare to break your mind and so free from what's binding you, what's, what's limiting you, what's holding you back, that's causing uh, relationships that you shouldn't be into, that's causing things that you shouldn't be into. Sometimes uh, uh, we can be in sin for so long and we get delivered, we get saved, but the habits are there, the habitual habits are there, and the, uh, uh, the, the environment that we're in, we're still around the same wrong people, and we get sucked back in to the same pit. And so uh, when I got free of alcohol and God delivered me instantly, it wasn't no, I didn't go to no steps. I mean, instantly the fire of God hit me and it was like one minute I was drinking every week and the next minute I never drank in my life. Cigarettes too. He took the cigarettes, took the marijuana, took all of that stuff. All in one shot, God delivered me and broke me free. But I had to go through deliverance for all the, ha- the habits and stuff I still had going on. Amen. Took a long time to get free of that. Because when you're a drinker, you always got to, so I always had to have something in my hand, a pop, drinking pop, popping, you know, you're just eating your insides out. You always, you, know, you just, you pick up another habit for what you were doing. You find something else. Uh, uh, people that were, were smoking, then they start eating. It big as a house. Big. Amen? Because you're on that dope, you don't care. All you want is munchies. You don't eat nothing, nothing heavy. You just, you, sometimes I didn't even eat for the whole weekend. And, you know, I forgot to eat. It'd be three days I didn't been drinking and smoking. To get to eat. We're coming in the body of Christ now to the death barrel of your body and the resurrection of your spirit. Joshua 1, this is where we're going to take off at. Uh, uh, the Lord told Joshua in chapter 1, verse 11, says, Pass through the host. Command the people, saying, prepare you victuals or food or make preparation. For within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go possess the land which the Lord God had given you to possess it. Possess the land. From 40 years of wandering, it came down to one day where God made a decree. Now, in three days' time, you're getting ready to cross over into the new land. And as they began, Joshua began, uh, uh, they were there at the river Jordan. And before they can cross over, God told Joshua, go circumcise all the young men uh, that have not been circumcised. Uh, they have not known war. You need to circumcise them before we can go and you can go into the promised land. Now, the year uh, 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 Joshua was in the place where God said, go over. And we know the story. He said, wherever you were, your foot shall tread. I've given you to possess it. And, and he said, uh, tell the priests to take the Ark of the Covenant. And they shall go to the River Jordan. And, and they shall walk into the River Jordan. And the Bible says the River Jordan was flooded at that time. And, and when he walked out into the water, all of a sudden the water stopped. It abated at, uh, uh, at Adam, and they walked over on dry land. He told them, take 12 stones to remind, 12 stones on this side and 12 stones in the middle of the river to remind you what God has delivered you from uh, uh, the, the sins of Egypt, the smell of Egypt. You're going into your promised land. And so when Joshua came over, he was sitting that one night, and, 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 and Joshua 6, uh, 5, verse 13 Josh was by Jericho. He looked up, and behold, a man stood near him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And the angel of the Lord said, I ain't for neither. 
Take off your shoes. This is holy ground. God is not a Democrat nor a Republican. He ain't for neither one of them. He's for righteousness in the earth. And so as we come into 2020, everybody in here and everybody you know, you need to make sure that they know they go out and vote. I ain't telling you who to vote for, but you need to vote for righteousness. Vote for uh, uh, those that are, are standing against abortion, those that are standing against drugs and addiction, those that are standing against, you need to vote for God. God said, I'm not for the Democrat or the Republican. I'm God. I don't need to be on two sides, but I don't. God, in fact, the Lord said he don't like neither one of them. He ain't pleased with neither one of them. So he's going to clean both of them out. He's cleaning both. He's going to clean the Democrats out. And then when the next election at the end, he's going to deal with the Republicans. He's going to get all those crooks out of there, all the corrupt out of, out of, out of our nation. So we're in a place in the spirit that we are, are, are as a church, have to begin to do warfare in the spirit uh, or to keep this new age movement, the, the, uh, uh, the one world government, the one world church from coming into existence. And we're in a very critical time now. So we need to know that we're on the Lord's side and God wants to make sure that we're on his side. Now, the year 2020, 20 is a very uh, significant number. It's the word cap, K-A-P-H, cap. It means it symbolizes redemption, redemption. It also, cap is the palm of the hand, an open hand. You got 2020, two palms, two open hands. God's hands are open to us. God's hands have blessings in them for us. God's hand, it signifies giving freely with the palm up or Covering, turning it this way, he's covering us. So we're in the year of the hand or the palm. 20 symbolizes the palm or the hand of God along with the mouth of God. Hey, that's in the Hebrew. Psalm 16, 11 says, Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is the fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. God wants us to have pleasures. He wants us to be blessed so we can be a blessing. His hand is open to us. His hand, he's standing and said, come, all ye that labor and heavy laden, come unto me. I'll give you rest for your soul. Your bur- Take on me, my burden is light. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. Come unto me. So God's hands are extended to the earth. He's extending. That's, he's saying, come, now is the time for you to get it right. Before judgment comes. Before, uh, in fact, judgment and justice has been released. Justice is being released in the heavenlies and in the earth realm. All the things people have been crying for, all the things people have been, have been unjustly uh, done against, uh, stolen from, uh, their justice is coming. Amen? Devil's going to have to give back what was stolen. Amen? I know he took my house, took the church across the street. All of that's got to come back. I ain't even worried about it. It's all going to come back double than what it was. Amen. Amen? Double. I've got a promise already, so I already know what's going to happen. Amen? But I have to go through the process like everybody else in the wilderness. Amen? It's been nine years. It's been that long. Nine years I've been wandering in the wilderness. Nine years not having my own place. It's okay. Jesus didn't have his place either. He said, Foxes have holes, birds have nests, son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Hey, Amen. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. He's creating you in his image. The more you complain, the more he's pulling that stuff out of you. Amen. 
Learn how to be still and be quiet and shut up and go through the process because he's going to restore everything that was lost in you. Man. It, it, we may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. Amen. It's going to come. Amen. It don't come when we want it, but it will come. Amen. You still here. You still eating. You still uh, talking and walking and talking. Hey, I ain't got nothing to complain about because anyway, this ain't my portion anyway. Heaven is my portion. That's where the good stuff is at. But he said he'll give me in this lifetime houses and land and blessings in this time. So I want it. He said, Psalms 89 verse 20 says, I found David my servant with my holy oil. I have anointed him with whom my hand shall be established. My arm shall be strengthened. Now we're going to do a demonstration here in a minute. Here's the decree in Exodus. Now we know we're in the, we're, Exodus was the shadow of the new. We're in a new type and different station. But he told the priest, he told Moses, he said, you shall make an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. It shall be a holy anointing oil. So what you got in your hand is a holy anointing oil. I didn't make it the way they made it in the Old Testament, but it doesn't smell like olive oil. I tell you that. I put something else in there. There's some other oils in there. It smells pretty good. Amen. But it's a holy oil. It's got a different little, it's got a, a different scent to it. The Lord, I just did what the Lord told me to do. I'm taking it up with him. But I prayed over it and I said, Lord, I said, okay, Lord, I make it. Then he said in Leviticus 8.23, and he slew it and Moses took the blood of it and put it on the tip of Aaron's right ear, upon the thumb of his right hand, upon the great toe of his right foot. And thou shalt anoint, in verse Exodus 30, 30, he said, Thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me in the priest's office. I want you to take your oil. Put a little oil in your left hand, in the, in the palm of your hand. Put a little, little oil in the palm of your hand. <coughs> Don't spread it. Just put it in there. Don't spread it. Just put it in the palm of your hand. Don't spread it. Just a couple drops. In your palm of your hand, left hand. Hallelujah. Everybody got it? Yes. Those that are watching by YouTube, you can do this at your house, at home. I want you to take your little right finger, put a drop on your earlobe. Say, Father, Father I, hear your voice. I hear your voice. I will not follow another. I, I pray now you open up my spiritual ears that I will hear your voice. And keep me from danger. I will not listen to the enemy. But I will listen to the voice. I will listen for the wind in the trees. And I will go forth. When you speak to me. Walk this way. Not to the right. Not to the left. But Lord I expect you now. To open up my inner ear. Open up my spiritual ear. And I may hear your voice. Even in the night season. I will hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. You got some on your right thumb? Take a little put it on your right thumb. Father, I thank you that you anoint my hands. You said you would bless the works of my hands. Everything I put my hand to shall be blessed. Father, I thank you, Lord, that these hands are anointed to heal the sick, to open up blind eyes. To open up deaf ears, I thank you, Lord. As I anoint my thumb, I shall not go to wickedness. 
You shall keep me from trouble. I shall not handle any wicked thing. I shall not handle any idol. You shall keep me. Your hand shall be upon me. Now, Father, anoint me for the service in the kingdom of God. Point me to the place where you want me to work in your kingdom. I will lay my hand to the plow and I will not look back. I anoint my hands that my blessings may come upon my generations in Jesus' name. Amen. One more thing. Now you got to take your right foot off and, take, and anoint your toe. Oh, we're going to do that. Your feet stink too bad. Then your mama tell you you're supposed to put on clean socks when you go out. Right foot, big toe. You don't have to take your sock off. You can just anoint your, your sock if you want to. It'll go through the sock. Come on, anoint that big toe. Say, Father, keep me from walking into wicked places. You said the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Order my steps now in righteousness. You said my foot shall be dipped in oil. My foot shall be dipped in butter. Father, I thank you that my prosperity is on its way. I thank you that you said blessed are the feet that shed the good news. Father, give me the ability to be a witness to go and to do the kingdom work. Bless my feet. Let them not be taken by the wicked. I break every snare, every trap of the enemy. I will not step into a trap. You said I shall tread upon scorpions and serpents. Bless my feet. Loose the fire of the oil upon my feet. That every enemy will run when they hear my feet coming. I bless my feet in Jesus' name. Heal any affliction. Heal any infection. Heal anything in my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I break any soul tie that would lead me in the wrong place, that would take me into the wrong uh, uh, hotel or wrong place. Bless my feet. Remove any bunions, any calluses, any uh, fallen arches. My ankles strengthen me for the battle. Lord, anoint my feet to outrun my enemies. Anoint my feet to run down the mountain like Elijah. My feet are anointed now and they shall not be taken in any of the enemy's traps. In Jesus' name, amen. Now anoint your head. Say, Father, I have the mind of Christ. I loose myself from confusion, from mind control, from witchcraft, from every spirit that tries to influence my thinking. I cast down every reasoning, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. I say that I have the mind of Christ and I will speak what the Spirit says to speak. I thank you, Lord, that now you're opening up revelation to me, insight to me, holy insight to me, revelation of you. Now anoint your eyelids. Father, I anoint my eyelids that I may see in the spirit 
what the enemy is doing. I thank you that I hear his plans and I hear his schemes. Let him be caught in his own trap, in his own scheme. I thank you, Lord, that I shall see every trap. I shall see every scheme of the enemy. Lord, give me a conviction in my heart. Keep me from the wicked man. Keep me from wicked lawyers. Keep me from wicked accountants. Keep me from wicked, wicked business people. Let me have the right connections now in the name of Jesus. Father, open up a new door today in the spirit realm and I'll walk through it now. I thank you that all things are passing away. All things are becoming new. And I'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Praise for that. Praise God. Break this thing. Hallelujah. Now, Hebrews 2 verse 14 says, For as much as you are children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through the death he might destroy him that have power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them through fear of death, were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. For verily he took not on himself the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Now I just want you to understand that Jesus already paid the price for your freedom. He paid the price for you to be free in the spirit. He paid the price for you to be prosperous in the natural and everything that you put your hand to. Uh, the, the blessings of Abraham were great. Abraham had 300 servants. He had th hundreds of camels. He had almost, uh, hundreds of uh, asses and hundreds of thousands of sheep. He had prosperity. He had blessings. He had a conglomerate. And you have 300 servants. That means you know something. That means you're running something. And that means that the blessings, according to uh, Galatians 3, uh, 13, that the blessing, 13 and 14, 15, that the blessing of Abraham comes upon us. So what are the blessings of Abraham? Substance. Natural substance. Your bloodline spiritually goes back to Abraham. So you have a right to have substance. You have a right to a nice house. You have a right to a nice car, but we have to follow the tenets of the word of God in order to receive them. Amen. Amen. Verse, Hebrews 2 verse 17. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. He was just like us, Jesus, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he was able to secure them that are tempted. So there is no temptation to come to man, but with that temptation, God makes a way of an escape. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. A righteous man will fall seven times and he'll get back up. Amen. So we don't stay, have to stay down in our stuff, in our mess. He is merciful. His hands are extended to us. I still love you. you your own children mess up. You don't throw them away. You love them and you bring them back in. God is the same way. We can mess up and we all going to mess up. Everybody in here is going to mess up before God. Amen. And everybody in here is going to need his mercy and his forgiveness. And we, we just need to just say, I thank God that he forgives me of my mess. Because yes. all of us do. Yes. You something to leave here today and say something you ain't supposed to say. Amen. Amen. Somebody cut you off and you, be, and you be blessing them out in tongues. Amen. Don't be blessing them out in tongues using God's language. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I can't curse you. but No, don't do that. <laughs> 
You don't know what you don't know what I'm saying. I'm cussing you out in the spirit. No, you can't do that. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin. So when we commit sin, we just put me in a chain, put a chain around my neck, and I'm in bondage. But Jesus said the axe is laid to the root of the tree. So we need to break the roots in people's lives. Before they can be completed, you can't just cut the branches off. You got to go dig down and get down to the roots of a tree. As I said, I shared, I had a big old pine tree in my backyard, the old house I had, and that thing was almost 50 feet tall. And we cut that thing down, and I just said, I'll just dig up the roots because I want to make it a nice flat level and I can put my grass there and everything. It took me a week to dig that root up. I didn't know that thing had branches going off. I had to dig down four feet. Down up and what you doing now? Are you getting ready to bury somebody? No, I'm trying to get the roots. <laughs> bury somebody under the roots under there. I took battery acid from a car. I poured it on the stump, let it set for a week, you know, trying to kill kill those roots in there. I finally got it up, but boy, it was a wow. it was a I, down there with pick and shovel and digging and cutting and sawing and trying to get that. I didn't know they had machines that can just grind the root up and get the thing out. But then I did it anyway. But you got to get to the root. So God wants people to get to the root. The enemy has still have a lot of saints bound because they didn't deal with the roots. As I said, I've had, you know, we have people come this last couple of weeks that have been coming to get delivered. They don't come back. I say, come back because you only got one installment. And they run right back to the, uh, you got to get free completely. Here's some of the roots, those that are watching around here. Here's some of the roots uh, that you have. Sexual bondages. With sexual bondage, there's a lot of seducing spirits that go with that. Same-sex marriages. They say, well, I want to have same-sex marriage. They know it's sin, so they pass a law that says, well, you can be same-sex to legitimize the perversion. It don't change the root. The root is still there. The, the rejection, the hurt, the, the, the uh, 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 whatever. Fornication spirits open up the door for a host of demonic attacks. In uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 18 to 20, it says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sins against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? Ye are not your own, for you are brought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, I gave two examples last week, a week before last. I think I talked about the sexual sins of uh, 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 Joseph had to deal with the temptation of sin every day. Potiphar's wife came every day. Every day he had to try to hide and try to duck her and try to hide. And, and, and he said, I can't sin a God's God. And he, 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 he ran. He overcame his wilderness experience. That was a test of God to see if he would overcome. But on the other hand, David, he came home from a battle. He's up on the, on the rooftop to see Bathsheba. He didn't, even, he didn't even go to three, four, five days. He just saw and said, I got to have. And that opened up his generation to curses on his children, not realizing that he didn't deal with the root. And the root came from probably his father because he was not, he had one, they all had the same father but different mamas. So there was lust going on and stuff going on in the generation that he didn't realize was going on. That these spirits were in him. That lust was in him from the beginning. He didn't even know it. So God said, I need to deal with the, with the, with the roots because a lot of times we don't know what our ancestors did. We know what our parents did, 
I know my dad, he was a Rolling Stone. He had 15 kids. And I'm still finding out kids that he had. He was I said, I'm not going to be like him. Kids everywhere, kids everywhere, kids everywhere. But forgiveness is good. Forgiveness is good. In fact, that was the last thing my father said, forgiveness, because he was not there for us. He left when I was four or five. He had eight kids and was pew, he was gone. And so all those years of bitterness and anger and stuff, and when I got saved, I had the opportunity to minister to my family. My father was there, and I said, I forgive you. You didn't know no better, because I realized he didn't even know any better, that that thing was in the bloodline. He didn't know no better. And on his deathbed, when my brother said, we forgive you, he said, forgiveness is a good thing. He was just crying. You know, you never know. You never know. You never know. So you got to forgive folks. Don't hold on to that stuff. The spirit of abortion, the spirits of murder, go with that. Those are roots that cause people to be bound up. The roots uh, uh, opens the door for murder spirit to attack the mother and the father with guilt and shame. Uh, A lot of women that have abortions have female problems. They have all kind of internal problems in their female organs. Uh, It opens up for bloodline curses. Uh, it destroys your peace. It destroys your mind. And when people do that, they go to drugs. That's why the women out there say, well, we want to kill, abort the babies. We want to kill the baby. Their minds become seared because they murdered their child and they know it. So this is an excuse that, I, I, that I, I'm going to give that I have a right to my own body. But it ain't going to work with God. They got to stand before the Lord and he ain't going to want to hear that. He's going to show them all the millions of women that wanted a baby and couldn't have one. He's going to show them all the women, uh, women that had children and raised children righteously. And, and he's going to show them and say, you have no excuse. He's going to show them all the women that were, that, that were raped and had children because they were raped and they raised their children in a righteous way. And they didn't throw the child away. They're not going to have an excuse. Say, if this woman could have did it, how come you couldn't did it? She went through the same thing you went through. But yet she stood. She's entered into my presence. Now you go, go down to the other fellow's house and live with him. Lamentations 5 7 says, our, our, our fathers have sinned, sins of the fathers. And we are not. We have borne their iniquities. They said that in Lamentations and they said it in Ezekiel that uh, you told God, You're unjust. You're not righteous. You're judging us because what our fathers did. You're not a righteous God. And God said, Okay, no problem. Let's just take all your father's sins away from you. I said, let's look at your stuff. He said, you're worse than your father's. So you can't use that excuse that the children's teeth are cut on edge. You are worse than what your fathers did. That opens up the curse of, of lust in the bloodline. Doors of, uh, opens the door for forgetfulness. Tamar was raped by her half-brother. And it opened up the door to her, her door to forgetfulness, <laughs> hatred of men, inability to give and receive love, bound and block emotions. Uh, victims, the people try to hide or overcompensate their abuse. He that covers their sin shall not prosper, according to Proverbs. So in the old days, when I grew up, when I was a child, you know, and they grew up, uh, they, they sent the girl down, to, down south to hide the pregnancy. Don't talk about it. Don't tell nobody about it. That's what the devil does. And the, per- the child, the, the young girl stayed bound up because they had a child out of wetlock. Uh, in the 50s, it was, it was horrible. In the 50s, it was horrible if your parents were divorced. Oh, you was an outcast. I mean, it was a shame. 
Children, you had to move schools because your parents were doing it. Nowadays, everybody doing it. No, not everybody ain't doing it. So these spirits, so I, we, Father, in the name of Jesus, I sever these spirits right now. We sever the spirits of hatred of men, hatred of inability to give and receive love, spirits of lust, spirits of seduction. We bind, we yeah. cut them off in the name of Jesus, yeah. bound and block emotions. Uh, they beat us and tell you better not cry. Uh, men don't cry. We break that spirit in the name of Jesus. We, can't, we spot every hidden sin, every hidden anger, every hidden uh, 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 vindictiveness and bitterness. We break these spirits, these, these seven these things in the spirit this morning. In the name, Lord, cut the ties in the spirit realm now. Of lust in the bloodline, lust in the family, <laughs> lust in our children, lust in our grandchildren. We sever it now in the name of Jesus. We break that spirit of fornication that's running through our families. We break the spirit of, uh, of lust that's running through our families, of drugs and addiction to drugs and smoking yes. crack and smoking dope and smoking marijuana, yes. justifying their sins. We come in agreement this morning, Lord. You said with two or three touch and agree, it'll be done for them. So we loose the fire of your oil into our families this morning. We loose the fire of the oil to begin to reverse the curse in our family. Touch our children, our grandchildren. Touch them right now. Got three or four different baby mamas. We break the power of that curse in the bloodline over our families. Hallelujah. We break that curse that says, I don't need God. I don't want God. God is not, there's no truth in God. We break it off our family. Come on, pray with me, saints. Something's happening in the spirit right now. We command the fire. I send fire into our families right now. Fire into our homes right now. Reverse the curse, Lord. Reverse the bondages. Break the chains. Break the fetters. Break the snares. Break their minds free. Break their emotions free. In the name of Jesus. Father, do a work now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Another bondage is, I'm going to break this down. I'm going to break these bondages as we go. Ezekiel 16, 4 says, For thy nativity... In the day you were born, your, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed with water to supple thee. Thou was not salted nor swaddled at all. No I pitied thee to do any of these to thee, to have compassion upon thee. But you were cast out of the open field. You were loathing thy person in the born. So God is speaking to Israel in a parable saying, you were like a woman that had a baby and they threw the baby in the field and they didn't wash the baby. She just had the baby and got rid of the baby. Nowadays, they can take the baby now and take him to the fire department, put him in a little box, and, 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 and the baby will be rescued. But, and then, but God was telling Israel, you're like that. You were like a baby in blood. No one had any pity. I saw you. Verse 6 says, when I passed by thee, I saw you polluted in your own blood. I say to thee, when I was in your blood, live. I said to thee, when I was in your blood, live. Amen. I said to you, when you were in your sin, live. I said to you, when you were in alcohol, sin. I said to you, when you were in fornication, live. I said to you, when you were on your deathbed, live. I said to you, when you had AIDS and when you had cancer, live, live. I saw the blood and I said, live. Then he said, I have caused you to multiply as the bud of the field. Thou hast increased and waxing great. And thou hast become excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned and thy hair is grown. Thou was naked and bare. God begins to set, show, tell them, uh, uh, you were nothing. And I took you and I saved you and I cleansed you and washed you and redeemed you and healed you. And I caused you to look good and change your outfits and, and your clothes changed. And you started looking good and dressing good and you were beautiful and grew and beautiful. And then he said, you turn your back on me. If you read the rest of Ezekiel. 
He said, now when, I, now when I passed by you and looked upon you, you're a teenager now, in a time of love, and, and I spread my skirt over thee, which was a sign of covenant, and I covered your nakedness. Yeah, I swam to you and entered into a covenant with you and the Lord, of the Lord God, and thou became as mine. I washed thee with water, yea, thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. God's anointing you with oil today. He's anointing you. He's cleaned you up. He's anointing you with oil. Then, he said in verse 14, he said you became famous. You got blessed. I blessed you. You were doing good. You were making money. You, were, you had a nice house. You had a nice car. But then you started saying, I don't need God. I don't need to come to church. I don't need to pay my time. I don't need that. Then he said, Thy renown went forth from among the heathen for your beauty, and for it was perfect through my comeliness, which I had put, I put it on you, saith the Lord, but you did not trust you, but you trusted in your own beauty, and played the harlot because of your renown, and pours out thy fornications to everyone that passed by. His it was. You turned into a, a whore. That's what he said. He told the children of Israel, you turned into a whore. You didn't. Get my stuff away. I blessed you, put jewels on you, diamonds on you, and clothes, and now you're out there prostituting in the street. That's what God says. He said, but I, I redeemed you. I redeemed you. And that's one of the, that's one of the things, uh, the spirits <clears throat> that operates in the saints of God is the spirit of backsliding. God blesses us, and we get a measure of blessing, and then we begin to forget God. Oh, look what I did. Look how strong I am. Look how good I am. Father, in the name of Jesus, we break that spirit right now in the spirit realm. That spirit of pride that draws us in to make, think that we are our own, own God, that we did it by ourselves, that we blessed our own self. We did it our own self. We break that haughty spirit of pride, haughtiness, rebellion, and stubbornness. You said pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So we break every spirit that causes us to trip and fall. We break every spirit that causes us to get our eyes on ourselves rather than keep our eyes on on you. In the name of Jesus we break the power of that spirit of rejection that has come upon a rejection in our family. Rejection from our loved ones. Rejection from our father. Rejection from our mother. Rejection from our cousins, our aunts and uncles. We break the power of that spirit in the name of Jesus. Every root of rejection I root you up now in the name of Jesus. Every root. Come up now in the name of Jesus. Every root must come up. The axes laid to the root of rejection in the name of Jesus. Angels going with battle axes dipped in the blood of Jesus and chop off every spirit of rejection on our children, on our grandchildren. Our children think we rejected them. Our sons think we rejected them. Our wives think we rejected them. We bind that spirit of rejection and abandonment in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 53, 4 says, He was despised and rejected of all men. So that means that you don't have to carry rejection. That means that God already took the rejection for you. He carried it on the cross for you. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He already took your grief. You don't have to be grieving and, and, and sad because some man left you or some woman left you. Don't be grieving about that. Let it go. We hid our faces from him. He was despised. We esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken. What we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. He already took your afflictions for you. People don't want to celebrate your goodness and say, I don't want to see you no more. Life is too short. Amen? Amen. It's too short. Amen. It's too short. We all did it. We did it. Before I even got married, I shacked up for two or three years. Crazy. Crazy. 
Just crazy. Shacking up. Only with two kids. I'm shacking up. Couldn't even take care of myself. And I'm shacking <laughs> God deliver us. Amen. God delivers from ourselves. Yes. Yes. You, you, the enemy sometimes ain't the devil. Just go look in the mirror. That's right. We make stupid decisions and then we get mad at God because you made a dumb decision. Amen. Rejection opens up the door for self-mutilation, <laughs> tattoos, overeating, loss of weight or gain of weight. When people reject you, we, 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 we uh, low self-esteem, Drinking and smoking, drugs, rebellion, gambling, prostitution, become a workaholic, self-rejection, mistrust. When you say somebody say when you say rejection, it means refuse, somebody refuse you, uh, deny you, I forgot what I even wrote there. Uh, repel, repulse, repulse, discard, they exclude you. Eliminate all of the stuff of rejection. Sometimes uh, they picked everybody up for kick soccer, and you were the last one. Nobody wanted you on the team because you couldn't kick very good. Amen. Or basketball or something. How many, how many been, been there? You know, you don't want to be the last one to be picked. <laughs> no coordination whatsoever. All right, we just we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and take him. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, we break the power of every sever, every cord, every web of self-rejection, of mutilation. Every spirit that came in through tattoos and, and mutilating our body and idolatry, I break and sever that in the spirit realm right now. I send the fire through this camera, to the t- and the internet, in the name of Jesus. Low self-esteem, always getting drunk, drinking, over-drinking, smoking, doing drugs, marijuana spirits, rebellion, prostitution, whoredom, in the name of Jesus. I command that workaholic spirit to be broken in your family, in the name of Jesus. Self-rejection, mistrust, don't trust anybody. We break the power of these spirits in the name of Jesus. Father, pull up every root, every snare, every cord, every web of the enemy in the area of rejection. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Verbal and physical abuse is the other one. We know y'all know, call each other out of your name. Amen. The spirit of destruction, bitterness, witchcraft control, and hurt. Uh, when, you, when, when, when you can't express yourself, people become abusive. The Bible says no man having, uh, loved himself, has to love himself before he can love anybody else. If your husband is abusing you, that means he don't like himself. You don't like himself, so he's abusing you because he don't even like himself. It's witchcraft control, and then they try to put you down because they're miserable. Amen? Amen. So verbal and physical abuse, we break the power of that right now. The Bible says where there's envy and strife, there's every evil work. Yes, amen. Every evil work. Always hollering, always fussing, always got something to say. Just relax. We break that in the spirit realm in Jesus' name. Hurt and deep hurt and bitterness. Jeremiah 6.14. They have healed also the hurt of my daughter. People slightly saying, peace, peace, where there is no peace. <laughs> thousands upon thousands of Christians are sitting up in churches just as wounded, just as hurt. When they went in the door and they come out the door wounded and hurt the same way because no one deals with them. How do you, uh, I, I mean, it's just a mess. The man went up and shot up the church down in Texas the other day. Just... 
rejected, dejected, all those spirits got to a place where he said, I just kill everybody. They don't love you anyway. You ought to kill them all. So these demons are getting in people's brain and they start talking to these folk and they go crazy. They just go, they just kill everybody. They don't care about you. They don't love you. That's rejection and deep hurt. These are spirits are there. Psalm 35, 4. Let them, Father, in the name of Jesus, let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that divides my hurt. We sever every spirit that is seeking after our mind, our will, our emotions, trying to bind us up in the name of Jesus, trying to put their guilt that, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you for reminding me, Lord. Hallelujah. I share it. Psalms 35, 26 and 27. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at my hurt. Let them be called with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Yes, Lord. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say, continue. The Lord be magnified. He have pleasure in the prosperity of his yes. servants. The Lord reminded me, I had a dream, uh, uh, not yes, not, not yes, uh, Friday morning. In this dream, uh, I was in a church, and it was a crusade type of thing, and they asked for pastors and ministers to come up and pray, to pray, you know, to pray. And I thought we were going to pray for the people in the congregation, but no. He said, no, I want you to couple up, team up, and pray together with each other. And, I, uh, uh, and one guy was walking up, he said, he was walking up trying to find some, a prayer partner. He said, boy, there's a lot of power up here. I don't know if I want them to pray for me. And, uh, but I, I joined hands with this one, one girl, one woman. And we began to pray. And she started praying and prophesying to me, saying, you, you, you're full of pride and, and uh, you're, you're, uh, you're not this and, and, and you need to humble yourself. And so instead of me saying, what are you talking about? I got on the floor and I said, Lord, church, search my heart. Lord, humble me. Lord, I don't want to be. I, I, she said, I got pride and I got and And she was just brilliant on me. And the Lord said, ain't nothing wrong with you is her. She's trying to project her problem on you. And I said, come out, devil. <laughs> and the demon came out of her. And she started screaming. But I got power over their spirit when I humbled myself. I just humbled myself. I said, Lord, I don't know. You search my heart. Try my heart. Try my ring. Amen. And I got power over that spirit. And at the end, the leader of the whole thing that set it up, he said, he said when is your... When is your uh, when is your cleaning day at your church? I said, normally we do it on Tuesday. You know, after Sunday, we'll come in on Tuesday morning clean. He said, and he, he's pointed to three bags on the chair over there, three big bags, and he said, those are yours for your church. Now, I don't know what was in the bag. I, I woke up from the dream, but whatever it is, it was a blessing. It was a blessing. Amen. So sometimes we need to understand that if we humble ourselves, even in your sleep, you can humble yourself. Even in your sleep, when these spirits come and attack you, speak the word of God to them. Plead the blood of Jesus to them. Because uh, uh, the spirits will come and try to test you and try you to see what is in your heart. You, you know, we're in a battle. It's a spiritual battle. That's why I said, anoint your head, your mind. When you go to bed at night, you say, my mind is covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen. No wicked thoughts will come my way. Uh, 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 we, in fact, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, every spirit. That tries to attach itself to our mind, to our sleep process, to our dreams. Uh, that tries to keep us in poverty, keep us in lack. Uh, demons that come to try to make us eat 
things in the spirit in the name of Jesus. I command every poison that we swallowed in the spirit to come up now in the name of Jesus. Every toxin thing that the enemy has tried to get us to eat, we command it to come up now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke any sickness that came from eating in dreams, any disease that came from eating in dreams, any demonic force that came in from eating in dreams. We break it now in Jesus' name. And we thank you. Amen. I had another dream like that too. They tried to get me to, to eat eat something. They were it was like an end time thing, and they were killing people. They said, "Here, you got to eat this, or we're going to kill you." And they were killing them, and and, uh, and I was pleading the blood of Jesus, and I said, "Lord, you you said," uh, uh, and they they told me to eat it because they thought I was on, wasn't going to eat it, but I said, "Lord, you said any, I shall eat any deadly thing, and it shall not hurt me." And I started eating. I said, "Yeah, yeah, I eat." And they looked at me like he's eating it. He's crazy. And then the fire of God began to fall. And I told the people, I said, listen, these demons don't have any power. All you got to do is submit to God, and the devil will not, can't harm you. Amen. They can't do anything. They're afraid of the God in you. They were afraid of the God in me. They thought they had me. I said, no, my word says, if I need any deadly thing, it shall not harm me. You can't kill me. Nothing's going to harm me because I'm doing it because God said do it. Last thing, I'm almost done. Restore the hedge. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 10 and 8, <coughs> He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whosoever breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. A hedge, God puts a spiritual hedge around your mind. That's why you shouldn't be smoking marijuana and doing drugs, because you get high, it opens up your spiritual eye, your spirit, to the spirit realm. And when you break that hedge, demons come in and enter, have a right to enter into your body. Even through alcohol, drinking through your ear, what you hear in your ears, demons can enter in. What you see, pornography, demons enter into your eye. Amen. What you drink, drugs and all that stuff, a serpent will come in and bite you. So you have to restore that hedge around you. God put a natural hedge around. He did not want us seeing a lot of these demons. If you really, really want to open up your spiritual eyes to see the spirit realm, you'd freak out. Because there's some hideous creatures. They are hideous. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing the work of the Lord, open my eyes. I want to see these devils because I'm going to cast them out. That's right. Amen. I'm going to cast them out. Amen. I don't care how ugly they are. Amen. Yeah. They go into the pit or to dry places. Luke says, behold, I give you power. To tread upon serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall any by means hurt you, notwithstanding rejoice not that your spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Father, we thank you now as this morning, as we have anointed our feet to tread upon the serpent, the scorpion, the serpent, any deadly thing, it shall not hurt us. We have all power over the enemy. We declare and declare this morning that the oil of anointing, the oil of fire is upon our lives right now, and that wherever where we go, the fire goes with us where every time we use the oil of fire it's going to change our families it's going to change jobs it's going to change situations it's going to change all of that father we use it by faith the oil of fire that people will be healed they will be delivered they will be set free by the oil the fire that comes from heaven the fire that burns up the dross the fire that burns up the tears in the name of jesus father let anything stand but righteousness father we thank you that the fire will not burn us our clothes will not smell our, our clothes will not burn smoke will not be upon us, but we walk in the midst of the fire of God yes. with the fourth man, Jesus Christ. Yes. In the year 2020, Jesus is walking in the midst of the fire. 
And we thank you, Lord, that we have overcome the works of the enemy. Lord, you said it shall come to pass in that day that the anointing, the burden of the Syrians shall be taken off your shoulder and his yoke from off the neck because the yoke shall be destroyed because of the fatness of the anointing, the fatness of the oil that's upon your neck. We break every yoke this morning, every yoke of the enemy. It cannot go around our neck. We will not go into bondage. Every chain or every shackle, every fetter on our arms, on our hands on our feet is broken today in the name of Jesus. We command it to come off our neck, off our ears, off our brain in the name of Jesus. You said is any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up if we committed any sins. Father, we send the fire oil into our family, those that are sick, those that are infirmed this morning. We send the fire oil into their lives and we said they shall be raised from their sick bed. They shall be raised and healed of cancer and healed of all kind of diseases. Pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, colon cancer, all kind of cancers, breast cancer, uterus cancer. We command every cancer to be healed in Jesus' name. Father, we heal AIDS, we heal arthritis, we heal back spasms, we heal scoliosis, we heal all kind of sciatic nerve endings and every sickness, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis in the name of Jesus. Let the fire go and heal them in Jesus' name. The Bible says the anointing you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not any man teach you. But the same anointing teach you all things. And it's truth. And it's no lie. And he has taught you. And you shall abide in him. The oil that you put upon your hand, your ears, your tongue is in you. It shall abide on you. It shall teach you. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. He's going to come to you in dreams. He's going to come to you in visions. He's going to speak in your ear. You're going to hear the voice of the Father in this season, in this year, in this decade. God's moving strongly. So don't be afraid. Receive his angels. Receive his voice. Receive the voice from heaven. He said, once again, I will speak from heaven. Once again, I will speak to mankind. He said, and in the last time, he said, I will not send a flood, but I'll send the fire in the end times. Give the Lord a hand praise. Hallelujah. 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 Now, if you need prayer this morning, I know I, oh, we got communion, don't we? Well, we'll have communion, then we'll pray for you. Those that need prayer. Let's get to communion here. And if you need prayer, because I know I, I hit some devils, and if that shook up some stuff up, you better get them out. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to have communion this morning. Believe God as we start off this year. We're going to be doing our 20-day fast. Things begin to happen when you fast. It breaks, it breaks the bands of wickedness in your life. And it opens you up. Your ears become more attuned to the voice of the Father when you begin to fast. Your flesh gets a little angry, wants a Twinkie or Susie Q, but you got to say, no, you can't have none for 20 days. Just bring it in subjection. No, you can't have We ain't, ain't going to eat no cookies. No, no. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah, put them cookies down. You better eat them today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all get something out of that. I, I, I mean, this is, what, this is what God said. Amen. This is what God said.
Something's happening. Now, when you use this oil, use it by faith. Believe. When you pray for your children or pray for anybody, you're anointed with oil, things are going to change in their life. You might not see it immediately, but it's going to begin to take effect. Amen? Amen. Don't be afraid to use the oil. You got old elderly people and people got arthritis, eggs. Can, can I anoint you with oil real quick? And that fire is in that oil. And it's going to change some stuff. Put it in your wallet. Put it in your purse. If you got to deal with something, you got a court case or something you got to deal with, anoint the papers with it.